four points. Yeah. Who's excited for the word today? All right. A little lively. I've woken up. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I am so grateful to be with you this morning. Um, as you can tell, Pastor Mark is not here. And you're all wondering why. Well, he wasn't feeling um, kind of, he was feeling a little under the weather this week. And so out of respect for all of you um, and everyone involved, he just decided it'd be better to stay at home just in case, you know. And so he is missing you tremendously this morning, but he is home and he is great and he is watching online. And I just want to say, I'm so grateful for him. I know that he's my man and I'm a little, I'm a little biased, um, but he is... Um, what you get is what you see is what you get. He's amazing on stage. He's amazing off stage. He is a wonderful father. He's a wonderful husband. Um, he is an amazing pastor and a leader. And I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful that he would uh, allow me to come up here and share this word with you today, which I'm super excited about. Um, so, as he is watching online, let's give some love to our pastor and say, "Yay, hey, pastor!" We love you. Thank you for everything that you do in leading us. And I just want to say to our band, whew, I just pray that this on Sunday is not the only time that you experience his presence like that, that you do that every single day, that I'm so grateful for them that they usher us into the presence and they do that every Sunday morning. But I pray that you, and they pray too, that you have that experience every single day with him. It's so important. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So I want you to remember that song. I want you to remember how it hit your heart, uh, how it spoke to you this morning, because it's going to kind of resonate with us as we talk about the word this morning. So I'm going to get right, right into it. Um, help. Do I have? Oh, there we go. Okay, y'all going to have to talk back to me. Not bad, talk bad to me. You haven't talked to me this morning because I'm I got a mic and I got notes and I got a TV, so I got a lot of things going on, and you're just gonna have to be patient with me and talk back so that I don't feel all alone up here. All right? Awesome. Okay. I love you guys. So we're just gonna get right into it. We started a sermon series called Upside Down, Thinking God's Way. Um, thank you to Jenny who opened up our series, did a great job, and she uh, kind of helped us to learn what it is like to live and to be a part of the kingdom. We've heard about these kingdom principles, they have changed my life, they have changed many of your lives, that if you are working the system, then it works for you. God wants you to bring heaven to earth. If we got saved and did not need to do anything else, then we just immediately go to heaven. But no, that doesn't, that's not what he wanted. He wanted to bring heaven to earth so that we can experience it now. So we can experience what it's like to be a part of the kingdom. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at thinking God's way, an upside down thinking that the world does not understand. And so today we're going to look at how can we live in this kingdom? How can we live these principles? How can we know for a fact that the kingdom is ours? And we don't have to wonder, and we don't have to worry from day to day, am I living in the kingdom? Is it really mine? No, we're going to know today that it is yours and some things to take with you to know how to live and how to operate in it. So, in order to think God's way, we first have to put away whose way? Our way. Oh, y'all did great. Good job. Thanks for talking back. 
we have to put away our way of thinking, and that's very difficult because our way is the natural way. Come on, yeah, you can say amen. Our way is the natural way. It is natural and it is easy to have our own thoughts, to have our own opinions, to do it our way, to push it forward our way, to make things happen our way. That's easy. You may think, no, it's hard. No, it's just the natural way. It's the way that comes. It is difficult because it will end in frustration and destruction. That's that's what's difficult about it. If we did it God's way, he works for us. You heard the song, he is for me. He is not against me. He wants everything that he has for you, for you to have it. But he loves you enough to not give it to you yet because he knows. In some cases, you are not there to operate with it and to handle it. And so we're going to look at what the Bible says uh, as far as what to do. To know for a fact that the kingdom is yours and you operate in that system. All right? So the first thing that we're going to look at is Matthew 3, 2. And it says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. All right, so if we, we've heard, we've heard pastors say many times this word repent. Repent means to be changed having been with. Changed having been with. We, we think a lot of times we were changed having been in certain situations, things that certain scenarios have changed us. But, but this is different. We are, we are changed because we've been with Someone We've had an experience with someone, and that someone is Jesus. We've been changed. And in order to repent, that means we need to return back to him, to repent back, to turn to the top. And that's what we need to do because the kingdom of heaven is near. We want this to happen now. And so why are things happening like they are happening? We shouldn't be surprised if we haven't repented and returned back to the Father who is all, has all, created all. He is the beginning and the end. That is who we need to be looking towards. And so repent, just in some translations it even says change your life. Turn away from evil and turn back to God in some of the translations that you read. But you think, okay, I've heard this. Yes, this is good, okay, I'm in agreement. I'm there, I'm in it, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this. How do I repent? How do I change my thinking? How do I return back to God? I feel like I'm so far away and I don't hear from him and I don't even know where to start reading the Bible. And How do I live out these principles? And it just, oh, it just seems overwhelming. And I tell you, it's very simple. It's really, really simple to come back to the simplicity of what we're going to talk about today. If I want to live in the kingdom, this is where I need to begin. We're going to look at Matthew 19, 13 through 14. It'll be on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, then you can turn there. But follow along with me. It says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and to pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. But hold up, wait a minute. You say I've got to be a kid? Been there, done that, don't want to go back, I don't understand. This is odd. How am I supposed to do that? Be like a child? This doesn't make any sense. Well, this is not our thinking. This is God's thinking. This is how he wants us to come to him. Not all parts, though, of being a kid are good. Come on. Right? Anybody got kids, you can say amen. We love when they're sleeping, right, because that's when they're most precious. Uh, When they're sleeping, 
to look at them and go, oh, gosh, look at that sweet little baby angel. And then when they wake up, the devil child comes out. No. But we, have, we know those, those wonderful things that we love as children and in our children. The sweetness, uh, they're, they're, just, they're just cute. And, you know, sometimes they act really sweet and they love on us and they give us hugs. And, you know, I'm honest, you just look at them sometimes when they're, they're sitting there and just doing nothing. You go, oh, they're just so sweet. Like the other day, Haston, when we were swimming, and he just came up behind me and gave me a hug. And then they all started coming on me and giving me hugs. And that's the part that you love. Lainey's like, I love you, Mommy. And then I was like, I love you too. And everything's just so great. And then five seconds later, they're over there fussing and fighting with each other. I'm thinking, yeah, that wouldn't last long. <laughs> Never mind. But there's so many things that we love about kids. And that's what, that's what he wants us to keep. He wants to keep those parts. But there's also parts that we don't like. Like that talking back mouth. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know, some of y'all tell lots of stories on that one. Or could tell lots of stories about yourself, ha, 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 right, of how you were as a kid. And the parts, and sometimes, you know, you're like, I know me when I was a kid, so I know what you're going to do. <laughs> and those things you don't, you don't like, but that's why we're here as adults, as parents, as teachers, of anybody that we are influencing to help them and guide them and lead them in the right direction. That's our job. That's our opportunity that we get to do that. God doesn't want you to give up all those parts of the good. He wants you to put away the things that he calls childish. All right, so a little side note. I just think that, think about David when he was a kid. He was anointed as king. He had to wait a while. He wasn't ready for it. But he knew that he was going to be. But God knows that there's a king inside of you. Just maybe some of you aren't ready for it yet. And you're thinking, but I'm not a kid. But there might be some childish things in our life that we need to put away. We need to take off. And we need to be like a child in some ways and then take off those, those things that, that we don't need to have anymore because we need to grow up a little bit. And the title of my message is, who knows the Huggies commercial? I'm a big kid now. That's all the singing you're going to get. No, no, that's all, about, that's about all I can do. But the Huggies commercial, I think about it because... Um, you think, well, what makes you a big kid? You know, got to pull up. I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be a big kid. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more to it. But that's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to come to him like a child, like the scripture says. But there's some other things that we need to do that we need to throw off. And we're going to look at that today. So the title of my message is, I'm a big kid now. Congratulations, you've all graduated to big kids. You know, some of us need to still have the kid come out inside of us because David became king, but he still had a kid inside of him. Y'all need to have fun. Come on, y'all. I know there's a lot going on in this world, but y'all need to have fun. You need to have fun with each other. You need to laugh. You need to come to youth. <laughs> you need to serve in our kids. In four, yes. You need to be a kid. You need to realize what it's like to be a kid again. It makes you young, right? It helps you to appreciate and to realize that, yes, I was there one time. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm older, and nobody has to take care of me. But you need to have fun. You still need to have the, the kid inside of you, but you have grown up. 
But some of the things that we're going to look at today, he wants you to keep, and some of these things he wants you to throw off. So I want you to look at Matthew 18. We're going to read 1 through 4, and then I'm going to show you another version that I think is just incredible. This is the New Living Translation, and it said, About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who comes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Now, I want you to listen to it in the Passion Translation. Listen to the words. At that time, the disciples came to ask Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in the heaven's kingdom realm? Jesus called a little one to his side and said, sorry, see, y'all going to have to bear with me. Learn this well. Mm, Okay, that goes for all of you. Learn this well, and me too, unless you dramatically. So that means that I can't have my way anymore? Nope can't have your way anymore. Dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable because that's what children are, right? They're teachable. Do we need to put that off? No. We haven't figured it all out. If we had, our world would look a lot different. But we haven't figured everything out. We need to be teachable, always teachable, always moldable. That is what being humble is about, not thinking that you know it all. And learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child. You will never be able to enter in. If I dramatically change the way I think, if I turn from my ways, if I turn from my ways and I become teachable in the moments that he has for me, and I go to him in this awe and wonder of how big you are, God, and how amazing you are, and I praise you, and I worship And I realized that you're it. That is how we're able to live and operate in the kingdom. Now, he wants us to keep these parts. But as we look down in a couple of more passages, there's some things that he wants us to throw off. And that's what we're going to look at more today. I'm sorry. I finished the rest of the verse. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in the heaven's kingdom realm. But look at 1 Corinthians 13, 11. And it says, when I was a child, I spoke, I thought, and thought, and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Everybody say, grow up. All right. This is the part we've got to grow up. Y'all ready? Get your toes ready. I've got mine too. I've been stepping on mine all, all morning. I've got to put away some childish things. I still need to become childlike when I come to him because he is my father and he has many, many rooms for me, right? He has so much for me that's all mine, but I do have to come to him like a child. But some of the things that, you know, I got to throw off because they're a little childish. You guys can relate, right? You can relate and know that there's some childish things. So we're going to look at today and we're going to dive in deeper and and recognize the childish things in our life so that we can become more childlike and come to him and realize who we are in Christ and so that we can, be, we can live and flourish in the kingdom and it can work for us. All right, so today we're going to look at the three keys to becoming a big kid. Yeah, 
All right, so number one, in the, in the scripture, it says, I spoke. I spoke like a child. When I was a child, I spoke. So we're going to deal with our communication. Well, what happens when you're a kid and you speak? When you have a baby around, what happens? You can't understand anything. They cry. They whine. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know what to tell you, and you don't know what they need. It's a win-win, right? It's very, very frustrating, all right? Very frustrating to not understand what they're trying to tell you. A lot of times in my home, I can, I can recognize this happening because they will get super frustrated and I realize they just don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. They don't know what they want. So I'm going to give them a little bit of grace, have some time to calm down a little bit, and then we can talk about it. That is a part of us and our job is to help and lead them and guide them into how to communicate. But for us, we should know how to do this. we got to grow up. The fussing, the whining, the complaining, the loudness. What do children get when they need attention? They get louder. Do you think it helps? No. Because I always say, "Mm mm-mm, ain't happening. You can throw your little fit, but I'm walking away. That's not not how we're communicating. I'm walking away. You can can yell and pitch a fit all you want to, but that's not going to get you anywhere. So if we had a child right here throwing a fit in the floor, we would say, oh, that is childish. I'm going to take care of that child. But how many times do we do that in our heart? We may not be flailing in the floor, but we are whining and complaining in our heart, and it shows through so many things, through our children, through our workplace, and our actions, and how we speak, and all these things will tell the condition of our heart. Yeah, we may not see it physically like a child would, but those are childish things we've got to throw off. We've got to communicate, and we've got to learn how to communicate from the communicator, the greatest communicator, and that is Jesus. What noise do we make to get attention? Because it's different for everybody. I recognize in my children when they need attention. And I think that in our lives, we need to recognize those childish things in us when we start doing things out of uh, approval that we need attention. It's okay to get a good job, well done, proud of you. We want that. We yearn for that. But it's not okay to let that be the thing that drives us. We can't let that be the thing that drives us. We've got to learn how to communicate and learn how to receive communication from the Father who will then tell us what to say, to be slow to speak. Boo. I don't know. I don't know if I did that today. being slow to speak, but it it is. That's what we have to do. Those childish things need to be put off. So when we're childish, we control through attention. We think we're controlling it, but are we really controlling it? No, and we end up in frustration because it leads to destruction in our lives. And then we keep doing it, thinking it's going to change, thinking it's going to change. Well, doing the same thing over and over again and getting no result is the result of, or is the definition of insanity. We've got to do something different. We've got to put these things off. We get frustrated because our words are powerless. Because we don't realize we are already approved. He already loves us. We don't have to impress like Shannon said so beautifully. We are already loved and he already calls us worthy. What are we doing? What are we trying so hard when all we have to do is just sit at his feet like a child and look at him in awe and wonder and praise him and worship him and recognize just, just 
just let me sit there in awe of you because you love me and you created me and I just thank you. We just want to be seen. But to be childlike is to come back to the innocence. Wanting to obey. You say, well, I never wanted to obey nobody. Yeah, you did. Deep down, you wanted to. You wanted their approval. You wanted them to know that you were a good kid. You wanted them to know, yes, I'm, I'm worthy. I'm good enough. You wanted that. Be humble. Be grateful. That's the big thing, I think, in my life and with, with raising our children. You better be grateful. I'm telling you, that thing can be, be taken away in a skinny minute, honey. You better be grateful for that. Now, it's really what we do, but we ourselves need to be grateful. <laughs> Put those childish things away. Show what it's like to be grateful when you have nothing and when you have a lot. Be grateful. So in response to this and in, in speaking and using our words and learning how to communicate, this is what we need to do. Psalm nineteen fourteen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now he becomes the filter. He has to become the filter. Everything be pleasing to you, Lord. Everything that I think, everything that I say, be pleasing to you. And then look at Ephesians 4.29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Thanks. Steps on my toes too. Let it be an encouragement. Let when words come out of your mouth, people don't run from, they run to you. Because they know that you're going to bring life to them. Because you have life in the Father. And then they'll start realizing, what is so different about you? We have all this going on in our lives, and you seem so calm and so, so firm in your, your faith. And, and then you can tell them why. Because I have a great father. Let me tell you about him. So let's look at number two. The second thing it says is in thought. So I put away my, my speaking like a child. I put away my thoughts like a child. And, and these are, when I have thoughts, I form opinions. Okay? And so as a child, when you're forming those thoughts and those opinions, um, they tend to be based on just what you see, only appearances, okay? Somebody get, somebody get an amen from this because they, Leslie, they're looking at a, um, a cartoon Saturday morning or all the time now. Hey, cartoons were only out on Saturdays in my life, <laughs> but now they all know all the time. So let's say they're watching cartoons and an ad comes up and they, oh my gosh, I have to have this right now. It's going to change my life. And you go, mm-mm, no. And then five minutes later, oh, my gosh, look at that. i got to have that. I want that for Christmas. And so now the list gets like 50 million things long because they think that they got to have all of these things. And you're going in your mind, no. That 1995 toy is not going to change your life. And you do not need another toy in this house. Good grief. You've got 10 over there that you had not even played with the whole year. You do not need another toy. But how many times do we do that? We see something, we see something that somebody else has, we form these thoughts and opinions of the things that we see, and we don't put the childish ways off and think, nope, it's not what I see, because perception is reality in our lives. It's not what I see, and I cannot form my opinion by what I see in the mirror, by what I see out there, because I know who my God is, and I know that he has made me just the way he's made me. And he has a plan for me and for my life just how he wants it to be to change the world. 
we have to form our opinions based on those things and put those childish things away. They're just wishy-washy. We can't be wishy-washy. Thought literally translates like this, a personal opinion fleshing itself out in action. So you think, you do something. Man, it wasn't the smartest idea, okay? wasn't your best moment. And you think, God, that is not me. That is the very thing of thinking like a child. Because it is. It is our natural way of doing and thinking. We have to put those things off and grow up. When we're childlike, we realize that the Father loves you. He wants to be with you. You believe him and what he says. Don't believe everything all these other people say. First, believe him and let him be the filter for now all the things that are coming at you. Let him be that filter. Your opinions really have to change to his opinions. They have to be lined up with his opinions. So let's look at Ephesians 4.14. It says, when we will no longer be immature like children, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Okay, Lord. I will no longer be immature like children. I will not be tossed and blown about by everything. I will look to you for your opinion because yours is truth. And I will match everything that I hear and everything that's coming at me with your word. That is how we operate and live in the kingdom. We have to. Got to put those childish ways off. And the number three was that I reasoned. And when we reason, we come to the conclusion because we're filling in that space in between and we come to the conclusion of whatever it may be in your life or whatever you may conclude about a person or a situation. Well, children physically like, do not have that part of their brain developed yet. So we have to help them to solve problems. Teachers, you have to help them to problem solve in lots of situations. Parents, we have to do this, the same. They get frustrated because they see something like somebody getting something, and they think, you just love them more than you love me. It's not the truth, you know? But it's what they see, and then they form a conclusion from the opinion that they had in their mind. Oh, this seems to be building on itself. So in order to put these childish things away, those things start building on itself, and we now have the communication of God. Then we form those opinions and those thoughts through God, and now we're reasoning like him, by letting him make the conclusion because he is the conclusion. We are childish when we control through conclusions. We make them all the time, y'all, all the time. We think because we hadn't gotten there by now that it's just not going to ever happen for you and God doesn't love me and he'll, I'll never get to this place and I'll never accomplish this goal and I'm just stuck. How many of you ever thought that before? But no, it's not like that. And then you force yourself to do it your own way, and it ends in destruction because you didn't let him finish the conclusion. You think what should take 30 minutes now is taking three years, and you're like, God, help me. This is too long for real. Something's got to change. And I'm just here to tell you, keep going. Keep pushing. Keep serving him. Keep praising him. Keep praying to him keep digging in the word because man it must be real good if it's taking this long and I got a lot to learn along the way so be encouraged by that keep going he has got an amazing plan for you he is the conclusion 
You know what? When we draw conclusions, you sow into confusion. When you try to make conclusion, and honestly, the other side of this would be paranoid. When you make conclusions about things in your mind, your whole life is confusing. Don't let this childish way come into forfeiting your destiny. Let him finish it for you. Trust in him that he's got the plan because he created it. He made it. He made you just for it. So don't make the conclusion because who is the author of confusion? You can say it. Yeah. And we say not today. Not today. You will not be in my life confusing me because I'm going to let him, I'm going to let the Lord make my conclusion because I trust him. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 20. It says, beloved ones, don't remain as immature children in your reasoning as it relates to evil. There it is right there. It relates to evil. It's going to lead to the speaking, to the thought, to the reasoning, to the conclusion, and it's not true. Let him do that. Be like newborns, but in your thinking, be mature adults. Everybody say grow up. Got to grow up. Thinking about God and who he is and who he's made us to be, that's how we're going to put away these childish things. Slow down. Reflect on yourself. Mm. You mean I got to think about me? Nah. It is the hardest thing to do, but it is the most freeing thing. Because some of us don't really want to say, I'm the one that's the problem. We want to get everybody else's like children. Well, I, well, well, they made me do it. They, well, no, well, he did this. That is so childish. But how many of us do the same thing? And we put the blame on other people when we're the ones that we need to have the reflection and say, God, change me. What is in me that needs to be changed? He sure can't change anybody else. And don't draw those conclusions because 1 John 3.20 says, for, who, for whenever your heart condemns you, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Don't make that conclusion in your heart. He knows it all. So the Bible says I've got to put away these childish things. Well, what does that mean? How am I going to do that? Well, it's just like for, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, when I become in him, the old is gone. And the new has come. Law, I hate laundry. It is the bad word in our home. I hate it. I hate doing it. I hate taking it out. I hate putting it there and it's staring at me. And then it just stares at me because I don't want to do it. And then we fold it. And then, Lord, i got to put it away. But when we put it away, I don't want to see it again. So when I ask children to put the, cho- the toys away or the clothes away, I don't want to see them. That's what God says. I don't want to see them put them away. So we don't just need to put them in a drawer. We need to take the old clothes, the old way of thinking, the old childish ways, and we need to throw them in a trash can because those clothes don't fit anymore, right? And we won't see them anymore. We put them away. No longer am I going to be that way anymore. It is real easy to get them back there. We go dig in the trash. They're like, no, I wanted to wear that. You got to put them away. 
It's never, you're, you're always going to be in a cycle and realize that I go to work and I come to church and then I go home and then I come to, go to work and I go to church and I go home. And you're like, I'm in this cycle and I can't get out of it. Help me! It's because we haven't thrown these things off that we're just so used to because it just comes naturally to us and that's easy. But we got to, if you want something different, you got to do something different. And so let's do something different and let's throw these things off that's hindering us to be fully living in the kingdom because a child journeys to find their identity a son or daughter journeys from their identity. They know who they are. And so as we sang this morning, I am a child of God. That is who you are. If you are in Christ, you are a child, you are a son or daughter of the Most High King. Everything he has is yours. He's just waiting to give it to you. All you have to do is get the riches, the true riches, and just come like a child and sit at his feet and glean from him, and learn from him, and be more like him, and go out, and help those that need the same thing, and then come and do it again, and all of that is coming to him like a child, so let's be childlike, and not childish, the key is really knowing who we are in Christ, that's it, the key is identity, you know, I was struggling a couple months ago, and a lot of people have been struggling, let's be honest, during all of this. And I got down in myself, and I was doing my quiet time um, with the Lord, and I just, <sighs> I thought, what, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I in here? And the Lord just said and spoke in my spirit, and he said, I want you to write down every single lie that you believe about yourself. <laughs> that is a great suggestion, God, but I am not doing that today. Mm-hmm. That is, that would be terrible. That would make me feel even worse. I'm not doing that. And so he again spoke to my spirit. I kept fighting it. And finally I just said, okay, I'm just going to write it all down. Wrote it all down. Wish I had my journal with you because it was kind of a lengthy list. And then I felt convicted. Because then I thought, golly, this list is pretty long. (laughs) And I could come up with all these things real easy. And then after I wrote it all down, he said, Now, I want you to write down everything that you have read or you have believed that I say about you. And I thought, okay, I'll do it. And once I started writing one thing, it was hard in the beginning because I didn't want to believe that about myself. But it's not about me. It's about him and what he says about me. And I began to write and I began to write and I began to write and it got easier easier and easier and the list got longer and longer and longer and then after that I realized I was dumb that was childish (laughs) I was having myself a little pity party and I needed to grow up some of us need to grow up today and put off those childish ways he doesn't condemn you he doesn't hate you because you have childish ways all he wants you to do is throw them off and just let me love on you That's all he wants. It has to do with identity. Because it's entirely found in Jesus. You are the imprint of God. Sometimes it's hard for us to take in. Because we are human. And we do things that we don't understand and we don't like. We have a past. But you know what? It's time to move forward. It's time to grow up. It's time to live in the kingdom. It's time to take a stand. It's time to do something different if we want to see something different. So let's put off these childish ways 
And let's be in him and get everything that he has for us in the kingdom. I want to read Galatians 4, 1 through 7. It says, think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than servant until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were in service to the basic principle, spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. God sent him Jesus to buy freedom for us who were servants to the law so that, we, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. All that is is Daddy. Now you are no longer a servant but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. He can't wait to give you everything that he has. So let's start putting off some childish ways and working and living in the kingdom. I want you to look at this picture that I have up here. Because I'll read a story. Let me take you on a journey of what it's like to live in the kingdom. Childishness is looking at your situation and seeing yourself as this puppy in the pound who desperately wants somebody to love it. And look how sad. He desperately wants someone. So you bark as loud as you can and you yip and you bite other dogs when you get in the cage with them, doing whatever you can to get the attention of people that walk into the room, hoping just maybe they will adopt me, love me unconditionally into their family. And you begin to think, gosh, I am just this ugly old mutt. I'll never be adopted. So while you shouldn't be peeing and pooping on the paper and sleeping in the cage anymore, you still find yourself caged because you can't seem to change from how you were as a puppy. You conclude that there is no hope you look at yourself and your puppy, but we've forgotten. We've forgotten what it's like to be his child. We've forgotten that we have an identity and we need to be not wandering around looking for it, but we already have it. So let's go out and journey from it and change the world. Let's do it. We've got it inside of us. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is inside of us if we've accepted him. Repent means having being changed, having been with, and we have been with Jesus. Realizing you are in him, knowing that he owns it all. He gives good gifts to his children. And that even though, yes, there are responsibilities, like we learned last week, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle pulled away from the kingdom. It's too much. We're not down on them because we don't know the responsibility, but, but God's kingdom is so much greater. We know what we get to have from his kingdom. Yes, there are responsibilities. Yes, there are things he wants us to do. And yes, there might be scrutiny. But gosh, the end result is so much better than all of that. He's just saying, just come. It's so good. Just come. But you know what? Some of you may think, I'm wandering and searching for my identity. And I don't even think I'm his child. 
I've been going through the motions and in the cycle, it seems like never ends. And I really don't think that I've ever given my life to Jesus. Well, you have the opportunity to do that today. And all of us have the opportunity to come to him like a child and live and operate in the kingdom like he wants us to. Because we're blessed. We're blessed when we come in. We're blessed when we go out. He has called us blessed. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are and that you call me a daughter of the king. It's hard to understand, but you didn't ask me to understand. You just asked me to live in it. And so, Lord, I'm just praying for those that have never accepted you. They've never asked you to come into their life. They've never asked you, Lord, be my father, be my king of my life. And so I just pray in the, in the quietness, while the music's playing, in your seat, in your heart, there's nothing special about a prayer, nothing special at all. It's your heart. And so I just want you to repeat after me this simple prayer. If you've never asked him to be in your life and be the Lord of your life, Lord, thank you for dying for me. I love you so much, and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I am yours, and you are mine. And from this day forward, I will realize that I am your child. In Jesus' name. And God, I just pray for those that have gone away. They've forgotten. They're your children, but they've just forgotten who they are in Christ. I just pray that they come back realizing and being grateful for who you've made us to be in you so that we can live in the kingdom and bring heaven to earth. We love you, Jesus, and it is your name we pray. Amen. If you've done that, if you prayed that prayer, prayed it for the first time, maybe you prayed it and you really don't know if you meant it or not, but you meant it in your seat today. We just want to help you. We want to know, we want to just give you an air hug and an air high five and tell you how awesome it is. If you've done that, would you just text alive? to 606-3600. We just want to help you and help you on your journey. That's all we want to do. I'm so grateful. Thank you for being here today. And I just want you as you're worshiping this morning, just to say thank you, God, for creating me and loving me and that I'm your child. And I know that the kingdom is mine. And so I'm going to be doing everything that I can to bring heaven to earth. Let's stand and worship.